Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to Menlo Midweek. Jessica here. Uh I think this is like the second time I've ever been like the starter. Mm. So I always get a little nervous. Uh, Mark Mornishi is, bless his heart, in like Hawaii right now. And then he's going to be in Japan, Aww. just on vacation. Super excited for him. So I'm in charge and that scares me. But <laughs> we're here. We're doing this. Uh, special guest host taking Mark's spot. Absolutely. The one and only Keith Riley. I'm back, everybody. He's back. Yeah. By popular demand. I know you've um, missed his deep voice. Thanks for writing in and requesting that I come back to the podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate it, Mom. I finally got back on. <laughs> exactly. And then we have our speaker from Sunday, the one and only Adam Hendricks. Yeah, so glad to be back. Welcome. Thanks. Super excited I'm to have you here. I'm especially glad that yeah. Adam's on because that means that Gigi is going to listen to this podcast. And That's right. I just want to give a shout out to Gigi. What up, Gigi? Um, just say, hey, I'm looking forward to some more salmon fritters sometime in the future. Um, oh. Please uh, send, them, send them my way. That's Thanks, right. Gigi. She actually texted me uh, today. And said uh, she watched the message. And oh my gosh! Made her cry. Oh, that's so sweet. <sighs> Gigi, yeah. will you? Can I adopt you as my grandma? Because mm-hmm. mine have since passed away. Oh uh, yes. I felt. I'll speak for Gigi, then yes. Yeah, great. Yes, I have a grandma again. This is exciting. <laughs> um, well, to start off, why don't you go ahead and give us a little summary uh, of your sermon? I'll do a little caveat first. Yes, thank you. Adam is recovering from a cold. That's right. So. If you hear coughing, for once, it's probably not me. <laughs> it's usually me. We try to edit it up. But it doesn't always happen. But uh, but still, uh, incredible job being that Thanks. sick and looking as bad as you did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some people have already equated it to Michael Jordan's flu the game. The flu game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're calling it the Adam Hendricks cold sermon. So, yep. yeah, the yeah. Holy Spirit just yeah, took yeah. over. I, di- I didn't even know where I was yeah. in the room. If you're yeah. a uh, Parks and Rec fan, the episode where... Uh, Leslie is sick and she still yes. gives this like incredible presentation. That's, <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what right. it reminds me of. Yes, I apologize. My voice is a little <laughs> annoying, uh, but we'll get through it. Uh, yes, yeah, so we looked at this part of Colossians where Paul is talking to the Colossians about uh, the dangers of deceit and to not be deceived by human arguments and philosophies and ideologies. And uh, so we just talked about like what that looks like for us to, in today's context, because it's so different than what they would have been dealing with. And so I really just try to help people. My hope at least was trying to help people think through uh, sort of big conspiracies that sometimes can happen, but then actually taking it to like everyday stuff. Mm. Uh, so like materialism, consumerism, and all these kind of things that we are sold to uh, or marketed to and preached to constantly. And uh, and then finally, just talking about Paul uh, encourages the Colossians to be rooted in Christ. And that's how we can sort of fight against deceit because we're so rooted and near and getting our nourishment from Christ that when other philosophies come about, um, they don't phase us as much because we're so grounded in Christ. Yeah, that was it. Was so good. Um, if if you didn't watch the sermon, if you only listened to it, I recommend going to watch it because there's a special prop on stage. Why don't you describe <laughs> that prop for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Josh Horton, uh, student pastor here at Midland Park. Uh, we were brains. He he. We share an office together, mm-hmm. and a few you know weeks ago when I was 
I just really wanted to highlight roots uh, because that's such a, those kind of images can be cliche because people in the church have heard these kind of metaphors. So it's like, it'd be cool just to actually look at roots in a, a different way. And I was like, maybe a pot. And he was like, he came up with this idea. Uh, we looked online at, it, uh, the best way I can describe it is like, uh, an ant farm. Yeah. That's what some people <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got soil in it, but it's flat. It's two dimensional. So we, we were just going to buy one. You can't buy, there's no they don't sell them. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to make one and it turned out pretty cool. It's in yeah. my office right now and I think the plant's dying. So I need to <laughs> transport it, but mm-hmm. I don't want to because it looks cool. Transport it so someone mm-hmm. else can take care of it. Cause that was another part of your message <laughs> where you can't take care of plants. I am right, right there with you. Thank you. Uh, my roommate, Sam Littlefield, she, oh, yeah. plant. our house Queen. is so gorgeous because there's so many beautiful plants. Everybody comes over and is like, oh my gosh, this looks so good. And I'm like, I have zero, <laughs> nothing to do with it. I only water it if she's out of town and tells me exactly what to do. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, Missy Mornishi, Mark's yes. wife, another also. just p- plants. Uh, she's one with the plants. Mm. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was such a cool visual because you focus so much on when our roots are mm-hmm. nourished and our roots are grounded in the right things or thing being mm-hmm, Jesus, mm-hmm. that's when the plant or ourselves bear the best fruit and look the best and that kind of stuff. So I really loved that. That visual was super yeah. helpful, especially Thanks. to me mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. kind of process through it that way. Yeah. And you gave some examples of um, uh, what are some things that we can instead try to root ourselves in. Right. Um, T- talk a little bit about those because I don't, yeah. I'm only rooted in Jesus. So, like, I don't yeah, understand these other things other that you people. were talking about. So, I thought maybe you could describe it for people like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally kidding, everybody. Totally. Yeah. And, I, you know, we talk about this every time I'm on this podcast, but every time I preach, I'm always like, I'm basically preaching to myself. Um, yeah. It's something I didn't include in the sermon that I think explains this concept. I just felt like it was too much. Uh, but I, I was going to talk about lead measures and lag measures, mm. which w- is sort of a business term. We've used it in the past with our organization. But a lag measure is something that you see the evidence of. And a lot of times we focus on the lag measure when instead we should be focus- focusing on the lead measure. And mm. so an example would be like grades. We get so consumed with grades in school, but that's actually a lag measure. Mm. It's good to measure. It's good to see. But we can't just force ourselves to have better grades. It's lead measures. It's like studying, you know, listening to the teacher, kissing up to the teacher. It's like, <laughs> what can you actually do to change the lag measure? Um, and so I think with spiritual fruit, it's the same kind of thing. We we say, oh, I want to be more patient. And we try to will ourselves mm-hmm. like, oh, today I'm just going to be patient. And that almost never works. Uh, instead, if we would focus on, on the lead measures are things like mm-hmm. if we do, you know, if you spent 10 minutes in meditation on scripture in the morning, every day, there's a better chance you'd have patience over time, right? So it's sort of that concept of like, especially when it comes to deceit is like, we end up oftentimes nourishing ourselves with not bad things, but just uh, maybe it's entertainment, news, uh, toxic people. (laughs) And consistently over time, if we're getting our nourishment and our roots are sort of sunk in that, um, that's what's our our fruit is going to, it's going to, we can trace it back to that. And also like, Deception wise, uh, we're just not going to be super grounded or rooted in Christ. So it'd be easy to be distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it automatically took me back to the old spiritual formation saying that 
we are always being formed every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. You're just naming so much of what's out there that is forming us every single That's day. Right. And a lot of times just, we're not even thinking about it. We're not That's thinking right. that the shows we watch or the way we shop or just even just the um, thoughts around uh, how we spend money and it's all forming us in some way and it's all yes. shaping us. And that part of our call to Christ is to, um, I guess all of our call to Christ is to allow Christ to be the one that's has the most shaping of our soul. Um, right. And how does that look into our lives and how do we train into that as, mm-hmm. as uh, the philosopher and Christian thinker, Dallas Willard uh, <laughs> used to say, uh, how, how are you, uh, training in Christ likeness yes. and not just trying to use willpower yes. to try to be better, That's but right. to actually enter into apprenticeship to Jesus and be trained deeper totally. into that. So. Totally. And, and that's interesting because I've never heard of that theologian. You'll need to write that. I'll write it. I'll send um, it to you. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll link to his Wikipedia. Uh, but yeah, to me, that's such a way more helpful framework than what a lot of us that grew up in Christianity probably heard, which is like, and I, I I was even tentative to say some of this stuff in the sermon because a lot of a lot of us grew up with this sort of shaming, sort of guilty thing of like, mm-hmm. don't listen to secular music, yeah. don't watch these shows, and that was just not very. That's not a very helpful uh, approach because a lot of this stuff's not. We, you just mentioned Parks and Rec, like we love yeah. these kind of shows. They can be fun and goofy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's so much more helpful instead of thinking like slap on the wrist. You shouldn't be doing these stuff. This stuff. It's more helpful to think through, oh, I, I just want to be more cognizant mm-hmm. on a moment-to-moment moment basis of what is, what is forming me, what is shaping my beliefs and my, mm-hmm. my mindset, my uh, brain, all that kind of stuff. So helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think back there were definitely shows that I like, wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. <laughs> and as an adult, just being more self-aware of that, of like, I can't believe my mom didn't let me watch this, you know? And then, but actually like, when I pay attention to, is this forming me? There are some times where I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be watching this <laughs> because I've been having different kinds of thoughts or different kinds of, you know, wants or desires or whatever because of these shows. And, you know, I'll be vulnerable. I was watching, I started watching uh, The Bachelorette or Bachelorette, I don't remember which <laughs> season it was. And at first I thought it was just funny and clever. And then I just realized it was so because the show is so much about like looks as well. And they're like always in like the pool and in bikinis and stuff. And it was like really making my mind go, that's what you have to look like to find love. And it's like, that is so false and incorrect. And like one of the biggest reasons I'm in therapy currently Mm. because of the way I grew up with that. That's a whole nother episode. Um, (laughs) But I really, it's, it is true. Like I really felt like, the show is forming my mind to stick with those things that I thought growing up were true. But in reality, that's not like what happens. Not every single that's right. quote, ugly person doesn't find love. Like that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a great. really good, I think as an adult, like thinking through like, you know, maybe this isn't the best show, but is it forming you in a way that it shouldn't be mm-hmm. is more mm-hmm. the way to totally. look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at it and like being able to just be aware of how it is forming you. And, uh, I was actually talking with Keith and Cheryl not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And I just talked to them about this awareness I've been having lately of 
how much my phone is forming me. And that's a perfect example of like, our phones are one of the most beautiful pieces of technology we have, Mm -hmm. like photos and just connection. It's one of the most amazing things we have, uh, but then how uh, soon it can lead to addiction. And just Mm -hmm. lately I've just noticed that's been a, a, uh, a part of what's forming me at home and in the morning when I should not should, but I just, I would rather be doing other things. So that's just something I've noticed. And again, it's not a guilt thing. It's not a shame thing. It's just like, oh, I want to spend this time in ways that would actually help me become more like Christ as opposed Mm -hmm. to becoming like the world. Yeah. I like both of those examples show your unique ways in which um, we have to be aware of ourselves and Mm -hmm. where something might be a harmful triggering thing for one person it may not be for That's another right. right yeah and so as we hear your messages like this it's about how much are you aware of your own inner life mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. and what shapes you and where god needs to meet you in certain places and whether that means you have a spiritual director that helps you a therapist or a yep. community mm-hmm. that knows you well they just the importance of knowing yourself even mm-hmm. and 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 paying attention to how you're rooting and, and danger spots for your own self mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no judgment for people who actually watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette and totally. love it. Like, <laughs> if you can watch it, yeah. and that's great. But yeah. I just, yeah, I recognize for me that it just wasn't a healthy oh, yeah. habit to be watching. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. A new question, okay. Adam. What is the writing process like for you? Do you, um, Cheryl kind of talked about hers last week. It's kind of frantic and all over the place, and it takes about... 40 hours really mm. and and we were kind of wondering i wonder like obviously it's different for everybody mm-hmm. but then you know she's a single woman so she has that space mm. a little bit mm-hmm. you have three younger children and then someone like scott pompish has four kids but they're older and oh, so i'm yeah, sure yeah. it's different for everybody so what's that process look like and like timeline how long do you think it takes overall to yeah script your or put together your sermon yeah uh, that's such a fun question. I love talking Great. about this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, for me, it is less of a sit down at the desk process. That's a piece of it. That's probably about yeah. 10 hours. Uh, but because of the kid thing, a lot of my sermons in the past few years have taken place while I'm rocking in the rocking chair <laughs> with the yeah. kid. Cause that's just a time, like I can't be doing anything else. So I might as well be, you know, meditating on this scripture and thinking through, oh, what does that mean? And the main way I've been writing sermons lately has been on walks. I try to take uh, a walk a day here at work. And Mm -hmm. sometimes just prayer if I don't have anything going on. Sometimes it's just like, so I was just really thinking about the scripture a lot of like, what does it mean to be rooted? Uh, You know, how does deception play a part? Mm -hmm. So I'd say, interestingly, a lot of that is just like sort of processing um, with God in in my brain. Uh, 40 hours makes sense to me. I would say that's probably similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just do, I, it probably does look like chaos, but then I'll just take out a piece of paper and just sort of scribble mm. all kinds of circles and connection points. <laughs> and it's pretty, pretty much a mess for a long time and then slowly uh, put it together. And then <laughs> uh it, everybody sort of gives me it doesn't give me a hard time it's just a funny thing about me is i i i come a little more from the creative space i love visuals yeah. I, you know i'm musician by trade by trade sure 
<laughs> whatever. Uh, whatever that means. So a lot of times I'm thinking through like, what's a sort of a weird little twist I can put on that, mm. which is where the the visual this past weekend, I just, that sort of fits my personality. Um, so usually I'm thinking through what's an illustration that might be a little off center that might help people. Mm. Yeah. Keith, I'll ask you the same question. You, you've done a sermon, at least one I've, for I've, I've done one Menlo, in my life, yeah, so. but he you do preach for sanctuary and. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah, I, I like to have a little bit of time out from knowing that I'm going to preach, which is mm. part of the fun about being on the Menlo team is you typically have like a few weeks out before you know yeah. that you're going to be up since we're so rotational. Um, so I like to just do a little bit of really far out, but just looking at the scripture and then trying to figure out what voice do I know that is going to help me kind of think about this mm. and go and peruse through my library and just kind of start sitting with that that voice sometimes there's a couple people um but uh that's one of the one of the beauties i think of our tradition is we have so many mm -hmm. voices over the last two thousand years that mm -hmm. have already thought and spoken about so much and so how can i be have a little bit of guidance there and just start to little let it simmer uh i'm a uh enfp on the myers-briggs <laughs> and so part of my personality is that uh I, some people would call me a derogatory word and call me a procrastinator. Um, <laughs> I just look at it in these ways. Um, for whatever reason, my brain cannot really switch on to something until I, I feel the pressure of the due date drawing near. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, mm -hmm, I will sit mm -hmm, down, mm -hmm. even if I knew I was going to preach four weeks out, there's no way I could sit down and write that sermon before the week that it's like oh supposed to happen. <laughs> and even at the beginning of the week, I'll just kind of be noodling it. I'll write a few things down. But you're looking at like a good like 48 hour window where it's all, everything that I've been sitting with those voices, the scripture mm -hmm. is all just going to come pouring out. And uh, Adam's more of a manuscriptor. You you tend to write out word mm. for word, and then you I, you 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 play with it a little bit. But uh, I haven't been able to do that as well. So I'm more of an outline. So when I go into writing my sermon, I'll have an outline. I'll speak through it several times, um, and then uh, go up that that day with kind of my outline as my safety net. Um, and try to stick into the parameters as much. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit harder. Uh, one of the reasons manuscripting is, uh, is, uh, can be uh, more efficient, in our, especially in our system, is when you have to preach multiple times, mm. uh, sticking within that same time frame of amount of time that you're <laughs> preaching. Uh, totally. So my sermons could be a few minutes off where Adams will probably be more on the mark each time because he's, he's got it a little honed in more. So I also got things to learn from. Mm. From, from the masters around here. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was at uh, the Menlo Park campus this weekend and I, I helped produce and we have a really cool system called Planning Center that yeah. we can hit, uh, go live and it tracks, you know, how long, how long each element it is and, and how, you know, if we're going to be over or under and all of that kind of stuff. And your sermon went exactly, I think, <laughs> I think we had it set for 27 minutes was the time like allotted in there. And I looked down and when you were finishing and it was like three, two, That's one. And you like, and I was like, what just happened? This is creepy. Yeah. Like right on point. That's weird. I didn't know that yeah. at all. It was very impressive. You're just that good. You didn't even know you well, were Well, it was the flu game. I was not even in, yeah, I was in You were in an outer body yeah, experience. Right. Yeah. Of the spirit. Yeah. Um, so practically. Yeah. 
what is that? How do we become Ooh, more rooted in Jesus? Yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. we oh, have the Bible study yes. practice, which you can both talk about because, you know, Keith, yep. Keith does a little bit with our life groups and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think in general, we have that whole for a whole series. But specifically this yep. week, what do you want people to do in their lives to get to move closer to Jesus? Yes. Great question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I, if I would have had like three more minutes, I think yes. I wish I would have gone a, a little more practical at the end. That was mm-hmm. one thing when I listened back, because I do think like all this stuff can be great conceptually and theoretically, theoretically, but then the application of it is actually very simple, <laughs> and it's it's so simple. Sometimes it sounds cliche to even talk about, but. To me, it comes down to learning how to build rhythms into your Mm. daily life for spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. And I did sort of mention in the sermon, I sort of made a joke about it, but it's like, if you are listening, you're like, I've heard that phrase, spiritual practices, what does that even really mean? Mm -hmm. You know, I sort of made a joke about, that's why we have pastors at our church, for sure, that you can ask any of us. Um, But really, spiritual practices are just these disciplines that we do consistently and that's like the best way we can root ourselves Mm -hmm. in christ and again it sounds so cliche but the the question we have to ask ourselves are these things that i'm employing on a day-to-day basis and so yes we're highlighting bible study right now but you know something i would say is just take instead of trying to figure it all out like your full rhythm Mm -hmm. maybe just take one thing in this next week or month just highlight one way you're being nourished. Let's say it's a podcast. Let's say it's uh, a book. I don't know. Again, could be good things, could mm-hmm. be bad things. But one thing you could say, hey, on one commute this week, I'm going to replace my podcast with uh, silence. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to use that silence sort of to commune with Christ. Maybe pray a little yeah. bit. Maybe just breathe. Mm-hmm. Realize that Jesus is with me. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, there's that cold. Or maybe it's a nighttime practice, like maybe usually at night you end with a show. Maybe just say one show this week. I'm going to take one night. I'm going to not do a show. I'm going to spend the last 30 minutes of my night uh, journaling with with Christ or, you know, doing the Bible study. So for me, I'd make it super simple and just say, instead of figuring out your every single spiritual practice, just take one thing uh, and say, what can I replace something with? What would you say, Keith? Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably the wisest. A lot of times we might hear something like this, and maybe you heard something Adam said he does, or um, you just really want to grab a hold of study because that's what's highlighted, and you try to cram yourself into that other person's practice, yeah. and yep. it doesn't fit. Yep. And so that's where I said, you know, that inner work again. It's just like pay attention to yourself and what start with an easy one. You know, if you already like to meditate, what would it look like for you to meditate on scripture? You know? mm-hmm. If you'd love to take walks every day, what would it look like to integrate your walk as a spiritual practice and to pay attention to like God and nature around mm-hmm. you? So pay attention to yourself and, 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 and make it an easy first step into the practices before you decide to jump right to like, I'm going to go fast for three days. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, to take it easy and step in. Um, yeah, and if, if you want guidance, uh, my email is k riley R-I-L-E-Y, at menlo.church. Um, mm-hmm. Email me. We can have a conversation, talk through things. 
Um, you can buy one of the best books for this is Celebration of Disciplines mm, by yes. Richard Foster. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's written over 40 years ago. It's become a classic on what are the spiritual practices and just a simple guide into understanding 12 of the classic ones. So um, do one of those two things or both of them. We can read the book together and I'll be happy to kind of guide you along into that. Yeah, That's yeah. super great. La- yeah. Last thing on that, because yeah. I sort of made, again, sort of a joke about it on Sunday, but, you know, even Keith saying that, like, you giving your email, a lot of times, <laughs> I'm trying to think the right way to say this, a lot of times pastors in the modern day church world, we often have to do jobs that, <laughs> that we didn't really feel super called to do, or pieces of the job, yeah, right? You sure. know, just like any job. Yes. If you want to get any pastor that loves pastoring excited, say, hey, will you talk to me about how I can do better with my spiritual practices? Yeah. Like, that's just so fun because yeah. you're basically saying, hey, can you help me grow spiritually, yeah. which is what we all love to yep. do. So truly, email Keith, uh, email me, you know, talk to your, pa- if you're listening from a different church, talk mm-hmm. to your pastor that you're at because, man, this is the stuff we love. So yeah, uh, just <laughs> want to give a plug for that. No, that's so good. Yeah, <clears throat> I think too what you said, Adam, of, and you kind of said this too, Keith, of like, don't try to do it all at once. Yes, I think right. so easily. And even like the the book, The Celebration of Disciplines, it's so easy to mm-hmm. like try to, you know, I'm going to do this one this week and then this one this week. Yep. It's like, take your time, yep. like do which ones feel good for you. And you don't, I feel like there's so much pressure to do. I have to read the Bible in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, no, maybe mm-hmm. in the morning is not the time for you, yep. but also maybe reading the Bible isn't the best one for you like right now in, the, in this season. Mm-hmm. And remembering that your seasons change. And so if you start to have young kids, you know, it's a lot harder to mm-hmm. have quiet time. And so mm-hmm. what does that then look like for you to connect and get rooted in Jesus in this new season of your life and being open to that change? And I think also, yeah, like we said, being super self-aware of what's actually nourishing you and what's not nourishing you. Mm-hmm. So definitely email Keith or Adam. Go to our website, menlo.church, and you can find all of our campuses, all of the pastor's information. Like Adam said, any one of them would be super excited to talk to you. Yes. Um, well, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. What a super great hosting fun. job. You oh, so I'm so great. nervous. I hope Mark listens and <laughs> gives totally me is. a raise. He's smiling and so proud right now at the end of the podcast. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good one. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays. And this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening. We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.